Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Tuesday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devils show. I'm Anthony Tocher, joined as always by the one, the only, Big Pokey, Shane Diefenbach himself, Mr. Mustachio as well. How you doing, Shane? It's Tuesday, isn't it? It is Tuesday and we got a lot to get to uh, later on in the show. We're going to hear from Kenny Dillingham. He had some interesting things to say today. As he it usually does. He does. And he just goes off on tangents about passion and winning and that type of stuff. So we've got that. We've also got some updates uh, from the latest Arizona State fall camp practice. You were out there today. Yep. The young DBs making a name for themselves or continuing to make names for themselves. We've also got some power rankings because... We loved irritating everybody yesterday on yeah. social media with tier rankings. So. And we make a difference in the community and the our future conference. You Kansas do. just announced that they're putting a boatload of money into their stadium. That's all because of us. All because of all us. Because they of saw us. that they were a D-tier stadium, <laughs> according to us, uh, uh, experts that have never visited those stadiums. Absolutely. Um, and they, they heard that and they're responding that's what we are. We're experts oh. of the Big Twelve. We're export. We're experts that have never done that. Have no right being experts. We're self-proclaimed experts. There we go. There we go. There's yeah. a lot of those out there. We, we've got some power rankings as well in terms of the best of the best programs that are now uh, heading to different conferences, whether that be this year or next year. So, we're gonna have some power rankings for the SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve. But first, but first, happy birthday, Elijah Badger. Is it is it Elijah's yeah, birthday? Just, can I just tweet okay, it? Okay, there you go. Happy birthday, uh, EK. That's not what I was getting to. But we've got now friend of the program, Adam from the Sons of UCF podcast. Well, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, you're right. We'll yeah. see how this goes. Adam, thanks so much for hopping on today, man. Uh, thank you. I like you guys already. I think we can be friends. You guys, you guys seem like good people. <laughs> I love the mustache. I think we can be friends. Perfect. Sounds like a plan. First and foremost, man, for, for people that don't know a lot about the trajectory of UCF football. I think when people hear about UCF, the first thing they think about is that one season where you guys were self-declared national champions. Uh, but what is the trajectory uh, of UCF football right now? Yeah, so UCF football, it, it will be the youngest team in a Power 5 conference. So 1963 is the, the first time UCF opened its doors. 1968, the first class. Uh, football didn't start till 1979. So they're the youngest program in in Power 5. And they've had a, a meteoric rise from from D3 all the way up here into, into the Power 5 conference. So it's been, a, it's been a program that's been growing. It's a school that's growing. 70-plus thousand um, students on campus now, 330-plus thousand living alumni. So it's a growing community. It's a school that has really ascended. Quickly, when you look at some of the other programs out there, 
you know, they had a hundred plus year head start on UCF and, and UCF caught up pretty quickly. Uh, and so it's, it's a program on the rise. I know a lot of people um, caught wind of UCF in 2017, 2013, UCF won the, uh, the Fiesta Bowl beating Baylor, our new friends in the Big 12. So UCF has been on a bit of a football rise, uh, a couple of dips and ebbs and flows. But, you know, that 2017 team really kind of put more of a national focus on there. But it's a it's a 40 plus year program that has been just rocketing uh, towards success over the last, you know, I would say to five to 10 years. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, you said it ebbs and flows recently, but for the, for the most part, it's just been you're just kind of seeing this thing grow from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, 2002, you guys were in the Mac up until 2004. Do you remember those days and what's kind of that been like to go from the Mac to the Conference USA to the American and now the Big 12? Yeah, I try to forget those days uh, because <laughs> it was no fun being a Florida school, uh, visiting Mac schools. Uh, with all due respect to Miami of Ohio and Kent State and Toledo, uh, it wasn't necessarily a, a good cultural fit for UCF, uh, but it was our first opportunity to get to a conference. And so I think we, we jumped at the first one. It's kind of like, I don't know, man, your first girlfriend of high school, you, you date somebody for a while and you're like, yeah, that was fine, but that really wasn't what it was supposed to be. That's kind of mm-hmm. how the Mac was for UCF. We had some fun there, but it really wasn't meant to be. Uh, but it was it was a big time for UCF because that was our first conference, the first opportunity to play at a, a, a bigger level, a bigger stage stage but it's one of those that you don't talk about the old girlfriend anymore uh, and and you sort of forget that they're part of your life and if there's pictures you ask your friends to delete those from their camera rolls okay, okay. <laughs> w- w- i understand that but we d- at least personally i don't take max lander here uh wednesday, <laughs> na- wednesday night football Fair. is one of my favorite things ever so maybe ucf's Fair. time in the mac but not the mac as a whole yeah, no, big, big Mac fan. Uh, uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night Maction uh, gets us all through degenerate gambling time. So I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, but it's just not a conference I want to play in. But I'm happy to watch everybody else play. In the Mac. I'm fine yeah. with all that. What do you think Arizona State fans? And I guess it just doesn't uh, have to stick to Arizona State. But there's obviously so many new teams joining the Big 12, UCF being one of them. Uh, at least this year, ASU and the the rest of the Pac-12 schools that are jumping ship starting in 2024. What is something that you think those fans need to know about UCF? Man, we're we're probably going to annoy you uh, at some point in time. Uh, I, it's a fan base. It's, it's especially a Twitter, social media. Do we call it Twitter? Is it X? I don't know what we call it anymore. <laughs> but it's a social media base that they're, they're not shy. They're, they're not quiet. If you happen to, to throw off a, a tweet uh, that has anything negative for UCF, people will find you. Uh, they will find you quickly. You will be sought out quickly, and you will have many uh, uh, mentions uh, and, and replies to, to that, too. So um, it's certainly a, a very boisterous fan base, and that's kind of the way the, the program's grown, right? Like, you know, th- there's been so many people who have been pounding for UCF for a long time, and it was, you know, sort of like that school that just – was the Rodney Dangerfield couldn't get the respect, right? We kept saying we were good and they would go, okay, yeah, we'll prove it. Okay. We beat, you know, we beat these teams. Okay. We'll go beat these teams. All right. We beat everybody. Well, you didn't play anybody. And it always felt like no matter what we did, there was somebody kind of coming back and saying, well, you didn't do enough. So it's a chip on your shoulder style fan base. Uh, it's a fan base that certainly um, is it. They're fun to trash talk and they, they don't mind mixing it up, which I think is great. Game weeks are always fun for, for UCF and their opponent. You know, you'll talk trash um, spoiler alert. I've heard about the national championship joke before. So you, we'll hear that a ton over over time. Uh, the only thing UCF fans don't stand for is disrespect. So make fun of our name, make fun of the directional title, make fun of the national championship. You know, tell us our mascot is stupid. Tell us our colors don't make any sense. But disrespect is something that UCF fans don't do. So they will be in your mentions. They will be annoying. They'll travel, man. They're looking forward to Arizona because there are people looking at the at the schedule like, ooh, Lubbock, <laughs> Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> yes! Look at all that. Yes. Oh, the, the the little apple. I don't know if that 
that one's uh, ours. So as soon as Arizona and, and Utah and Colorado got in the mix, uh, it, it was it was fun. So you'll see you'll see some fans out in Arizona uh, to to hang out and have a good time. Uh, and and we love to get after it tailgate wise. I think we're excited about ASU because that's another school that you hear is is is, is fun to to party with and hang out with. So we can't wait for the first combo tailgate where either y'all are our place or we're out your place and uh, and just just tearing out the parking lots having a good time. All my homies hate Lubbock. We love that. <laughs> um, yeah, you, well, you talked about, you know, the jokes and shots that UCF fans take about not playing anyone. Well, there's one that hasn't been true in the past, but two, now it's 100% not true because you're in the Big 12. What's that going to be like? Where And do you think that this school and program is ready to be competing against not the best of the best? Because the Big 12 is not a huge football conference, but like r- really solid competition. Yeah, I, I think so. And here's why. I think, you know, uh, we, we recruit the state of Florida really well, right? Florida has a lot of athletes. Um, obviously, schools uh, come into Florida now and take the athletes away in Ohio State and, you know, Michigan, schools like that, right? So the Florida athlete is usually a pretty high caliber level of athlete. And I think if you asked UCF, R11 versus year 11, and you being anybody, not just Arizona State, but R11 versus year 11, I think UCF would tell you, hey, we feel pretty good that R11 can match up with year 11. We have speed, we have size, we have, we have power, we have strength, we have quickness. You know, we feel like we have the intangibles to compete week in and week out, R11 versus year 11. It's when you go to that next 11, that's where things get a little bit dicey. I think UCF has to build up its depth. I think they've done a good job in the poor the last couple of seasons. But if our safety gets, you know, nabbed with a with a BS targeting call and is out for the second half, who steps in to replace him, right? Somebody steps on our left guard's ankle and, and he's out for the second half. Do we have the depth behind him, right? Our D tackle needs needs a breather because he's been playing hard for a couple of plays. Who's coming in? Or are they ready? I think that's where UCF's season will fall down to. Is not the first 11 on, on 11. I think they feel good about that. And football's football, right? Like, you know, balls bounce off people's fingertips, right? People drop snaps. All that stuff's going to happen. But it's when we have to cycle in second, third string guys. That's where UCF has to has to kind of make inroads. I think that the analogy I would give you is in the American Conference, if your first string is, is mid three-star to high three-star players, you're probably going to win week in and week out. Right. And, and the Big 12, if your first string is mid three star, high three star players, you have a chance to win. But if your second string is low three star, high two star, that's where you have problems. You can mm-hmm. win some games like that in the American Conference. You can't win games like that, I think, in week in and week out in the Big 12. Your first string has to be that low four, high three star, and your backups need to be that mid three star level, I think, for UCF to compete. And I think that's the that's the goal we have to get to. But R11 versus year 11, lace them up. Nobody gets hurt. If we played this Madden style where you took off injuries, took mm-hmm. off fatigue, I think Gus Malzahn and UCF would feel good about it. But unfortunately, I haven't found the slider that allows us to take that <laughs> We haven't come up with something like that quite yet for real life. Uh, In terms of just like conference realignment, obviously there's been so much shuffling over the last month and change. We're here talking Arizona State, UCF, Colorado, Utah, Arizona. In terms of, I guess, just the folks over at UCF and people that are headed to the Big 12 prior to these Pac-12 schools, what was the perception when you heard Arizona State Utah, Arizona, and Colorado were really going to be making that move to the Big 12. Let's go. I mean, I think we were excited. Like I said, you know, 
look, I, I know uh, we haven't been in the Big 12 long enough for me to make enemies and make fun of people, but you hear the flyover conference, right? The truck stop conference. And I think a lot of fans were like, hey, we're finally in the power five. But again, is this a cultural fit? The closest schools to UCF right now are West Virginia and Houston. Um, and so UCF is kind of out an island. So it was like, man, like at least we kind of broaden our horizons. We get out to some different campuses. We, mm-hmm. we kind of broaden our reach a little bit. Um, we get to tell kids we're playing in Arizona. We're playing in Utah. We're playing in Colorado. I think those are destinations kids want to play for. Uh, and ultimately, I, I think, you know, once you uh, again, UCF fans are loyal. Once we became part of the Big 12 uh, and the conference that finally accepted us after all the other conferences, you know, turned us down or thumbed their nose at us. It was kind of like, all right, we're going to ride or die with the Big 12. And as soon as Brett Yormark waged war on the Pac-12, we were like, all right, we're all in. So to steal everything from the Pac-12, who, you know, reports are that the Big 12 reached out for, for you know, uh, some sort of an agreement two years ago and the Pac-12 thumbed their nose at him. And so we feel like, hey, we're on the right side. We're the, we're the kids throwing the rocks finally. Uh, and for the long time, we were the kids having the rocks thrown at us. So everyone who wants to come to our side and grab a rock and throw it, like we, we are all in. Uh, and again, we know that the schools that come in are going to bring a lot of fun and a lot of competition to the conference, some destinations to go to. Uh, and so for us, it was like, man, bring, bring everybody. We'll take, we'll take everybody. We'll take whoever you got. I don't think we wanted Stanford though. Stanford was a little bit too uppity for us, but outside of that and Cal, cause it's kind of the same thing, but outside of that, like bring us, bring us everybody. So uh, in Oregon state, by the way, cause what's going on in Oregon state, uh, in Washington state, same thing outside of those bring us everybody. And so I think we're, we're glad we got the, the schools that we got. We're glad that we now have some, um, some new friends some new rivalries to, to make. Yeah. Um, and ultimately if I can say the thing that's unpopular for UCF fans, um, and I don't, I don't know what, uh, what anyone's, uh, theological, um, ideology is, but UCF fans are, are on their knees, lighting candles, praying every day that we got one of the last rife lifeboats off of this Island, right? Because if UCF waits a year and doesn't get to the big 12, this, this may not happen We're, we may be, you know, relegated to the American conference or whatever that's going to become. So, mm-hmm. I mean, UCF got on that, on that life raft, right. As that, as that sh- ship was sinking. And, uh, and, and I think we're really glad that we don't have to look back and, and wonder, okay, what's going to happen to a Memphis of the world now and to a Stanford of the world. I think UCF's finally like, whew, we got off that sinking ship as quickly as we could. All right. Well, let's talk about the important thing. My favorite, my favorite things in the world are sports beer and amusement parks <laughs> okay. outside of Disney world. I know it's like 30 minutes away from the campus and outside of universal studios. What am I doing in Orlando and why is everything so wet? Uh, well, the wet is uh, that's sweat uh, because it's like 9,000 <laughs> degrees humidity outside. So that's just sweat. I mean, that's just natural. It's like the, it's the official state flower of Florida is sweat. I mean, there's no there's no other way around that. Uh, what do you like to do? I mean, there's there's a ton of downtown breweries. I think the, the downtown brewery scene has really picked up in Orlando and the downtown area. We'll sketch some places. So, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, we have Orlando no City it, Soccer. Though. Yeah, well, we had a guy on from Lubbock who told us the crime rate was up in Lubbock recently. And I was like, well, that's not really a good reason for me to go to Lubbock. The guy we had from Lubbock said it's like the wine like place of the world no he didn't he said the, he? no he said it has a good wine scene he did not say he, it said, the, he said it had a great wine okay scene. but he didn't say it was of the world nah i'm gonna go back i'll double check on that <laughs> listen nothing beats nothing beats those lubbock grapes uh yeah <laughs> I, was, I just wasn't sold on prairie dogs and, and and tortillas but uh in orlando again there's a downtown scene there's a there's a brewery scene there's a bar scene orlando city soccer is downtown uh and so uh right around that area there's a ton of little outside uh bars and places to go near the campus is your typical campus life ucf and Orlando are interesting is that the, the campus is kind of segregated from all of Orlando. So you basically have like college town 
you drive like 15, 20 minutes, you have downtown bars, clubs, things like that. And then you drive another 25 minutes, you have, you know, SeaWorld, Universal, Disney, Epcot, all that stuff too. So there's really kind of like three different pockets and really depends on what you want to get into, right? You want some, some young college nightlife, go to UCF, hang out a couple of bars, you know, get some cheap beer, you're good. But if you want to ride the roller coasters and pay 1950 for a, you know, for a Corona, you know, uh, Universal is the place for you. So it really depends on which, what you want to get into uh, at, at any given time. Yeah. Adam, last question before we get you out of here. Just in terms of conference realignment, we've talked about it a lot. And again, it really has dominated the news cycle, uh, at least over the last month. In terms of additions to the new Big 12, you brought it up. doesn't feel like either one of the schools has been in the conference long enough to, to really pick and choose what's next. But if you got the luxury of picking two more additions to add to the new Big 12 and you could poach from the ACC, what's left of the Pac-12, the Mountain West, et cetera, what two schools would you add? I mean, selfishly, I, I'd want something a little closer to, to Florida, right? Just so we have some some trips. Uh, UCF and Miami fans don't get along very well. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but like like 30 years ago, Miami won some championships. Uh, and and they, they haven't realized that that was still 30 years ago. Um, so there's a ton of back and forth between UCF and Miami fans. So give me Miami. I guess give me Florida State if I'm going ACC. Let's let's keep it home so we have some home and home rivalries. That's the cool thing. I'd like what what you know happened for the the new schools from the from the pack is you brought your friends with you, right? So you guys yeah. get to keep Arizona. You guys got to keep pounding on them and beating them every season. You get to keep that rivalry. We lost our main chief rival, which really wasn't a rival because they suck, but we lost that rivalry. But I appreciate how you all brought Arizona, uh, Arizona with you. Uh, Utah's got uh, BYU. I appreciate how there's some of that. We don't really have that now. So give me one of those. I'll take Miami uh, and then Florida State so I can drive to that game and not have to get on an airplane and try to figure out how the hell to connect to Stillwater, Oklahoma. Miami and Florida State. Man, I don't that think, would... Are there direct flights to Stillwater? Do you guys know? I don't think there are. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no idea. Is there an airport in Stillwater? Is probably the better question. I should <laughs> they just kind of make you jump out. They hand you a parachute yeah. as soon as you get over the stadium and you have to the go. The water's still, so yeah. you'll be fine. There you go. Adam, thank you so much for, for hopping on today, man. And everybody uh, in the chat, can follow you guys over at Sons of UCF. Phenomenal podcast, phenomenal social presence. Uh, again, Adam, thank you so much for hopping on today, man. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. All right. Super chat. Super chat. Donald. For- so we got the super chat and then he left another comment. So we'll read the, the comment below. It says, all the way from Virginia Beach, thanks for bringing me a piece of home. And Shane is never wrong. His hot takes are 100% accurate. He says no wrong. Do you know Donald Williams? No, I don't, but he's 100% right. Um, birds aren't real. They're government spies. No, they're just... Fact on fact on fact. You know, it's funny. He says that and the shirt I'm wearing today is says I'm spreading misinformation online. So you really don't know that guy. I don't know that guy. That's pretty crazy. I don't know anybody named Donald, though. I would love to the because then I would way, just look at him and go. The same way tornadoes hypes you up. You Donald yeah. hypes Shane up. Yeah. yeah, look at you. You've got your own tornadoes yeah. now. That's that's Can so I awesome. Change this profile picture again. Yet again. Uh, guys, we are going to get into our power rankings in terms of. The, the best programs that jump ship and hopped into some new conferences. But before we do that, I want to tell you a little bit about our friends over at OGs. I know it's Tuesday. It feels like it should be Thursday or Friday. The week is kind of dragging on, at least for me, just because I've had to deal with some car issues and all that stuff. So when I get home... Car issues, you mean 
You mean a truck hitting you? Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> Sorry. Car issues, a just truck just leveling my my Ford Taurus. Yeah. Uh, regardless, when I get home, definitely going to take some OGs, guys. The pink lemonade gummies are still in stock, and they are absolutely the best. Top tier, top shelf stuff. But if pink lemonade's not really your flavor, they got all sorts of stuff. Watermelon, red apple, peach, orange creamsicle. Uh, they've also got some Aquaberry Sleep Edition gummies to you know help I, you sleep. You know what I say every time I have an OGs? I'm like the backpack from Dora. Backpack, backpack. You know what he says? Oh, geez. Oh, geez. No. Now, what do you say? No, 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 no. Delicioso. also. <laughs> that was not where I thought you were going with that. That's but... what he says. No, I know, know, I know. But I didn't expect mm. that to be where this went. Guys, we highly recommend you check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at OG's Brands. We've got a PHNX and OG's exclusive coming to you on the 7th guys so be sure to tune in for more info you can also find their products at your local dispo you do got to be 21 years or older to purchase and speaking of something you gotta be 21 years or older to purchase some beer i'm so excited to watch some football with a beer in hand guys four peaks the tastiest beer in all of the valley the wow as i've said many times before joy of us wow is the most shotgunnable beer of all time and i'm so excited to be shotgunning beers once again, during football season, you can find us at the Ben MGM Sportsbook doing that um, at the on the Great Lawn. It's going to be super fun uh, when we're doing that. And maybe Jacob will let me shotgun a beer live yeah, one maybe, time. Maybe. We do have a new Four Peaks studio. I shotgun with if you. If I couldn't, if I can't shotgun a Four Peaks in the Four Peaks mini bar, I don't want to live in this country anymore. Okay. Jacob, stop your tyrant rule on my shotgun ability. Four Peaks will never do that. Guys, get you some Four Peaks wherever you get your beer. Check out at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. But you got to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. And please drink responsibly. Responsibly. All right. Let's go ahead and, and take a look at some of these. Responsibly. These power ranking graphics. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Will we explain what we're doing? Yeah, I feel like I... Okay. I so, <laughs> okay. No, you're right. I just said we're power ranking things. So, there have been a ton of teams that have switched conferences. You know what's crazy? What? There's been a ton more teams outside of the Power 5 that I didn't even know. Really? Like, a ton. Like, so many. Huh. Well... We're going to be power ranking uh, teams that expanded specifically as it relates to college football. Now, there are a couple different ways, um, at least that I power rank this. So both in what these programs have done recently, the trajectory of the programs um, as it stands for the next couple of years, and then also their rosters today, what they look like and what they bring to their new conference. So there's a couple different factors. Um, I know when we did the tier list for the stadiums, everyone was like, oh, what? How did you do this? This is pretty much just a backdrop. Well, highly encourage you to just just listen. Just listen. Well, we're not we're preaching to the choir here because if they're listening right now and they're listening to well, the show, go back. Go if you're if you're talking about the other episode, then go look at. Yeah, that. but I don't even think they would they would be watching this because they don't they don't want to hear. They just want to look. They just want to look. Okay, well then they can look at this. We'll go ahead and start like zoo um, animals. With my graphic, uh, starting at number one, I've got USC moving from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. As it stands right now, Caleb Williams is the best player in college football, and I don't think it's particularly close. And they've got Lincoln Riley as their head coach as a team uh, that I bring that brings so much to their new conference. Um, and then obviously, I, I think they have a spot to potentially be in the college football playoffs. So that's why they're number one uh, for me. Got Texas at number two. Love the brand. This is another program uh, that I do believe is ranked in the AP 
uh, top 25 preseason top 10. Um, so I, I like where Texas is at. And I They're think just outside of 11. Like the trajectory yeah. where Texas is heading, especially with Arch Manning too. Uh, Texas going obviously from the Big 12 to the SEC. Uh, this is where I think things get a little interesting, or at least as it relates to some people in the office disagreeing with me. Uh, I have Oregon at number three, obviously going from the Pac-12 to the Big 10. Love their roster right now. I think Bo Nix uh, is really going to solidify his spot as a first-round draft pick uh, this season. There are question marks to see what he can do in an offense that isn't ran by Kenny Dillingham. But again, kind of similar to Texas, the brand is just so yeah, big. That's the biggest thing. It's it, the brand. It's it's Oregon will always be a player in terms of college athletics, specifically as it relates to college football. I got Utah at number four going from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. Look, if you don't know a lot about Pac-12 football, Utah has really dominated it uh, for the last couple of seasons. I think they have one of the most underrated coaches. They've won it twice. In all of college sports in, in Kyle Whittingham. Uh, and I think Cam Rising is pretty disrespected a lot of the time in terms of college quarterbacks, especially when you look at just the the plethora of quarterbacks in the Pac-12 as, as it stands right now. I think Cam Rising is a little disrespected, and I think Utah uh, definitely makes their case to potentially win the Pac-12 again, but... I think they they could dominate the Big 12 when I get there. So that's why I have them at number four. I have Oklahoma at five, and and that got some... That got Saul specifically to raise his eyebrows uh, in the office. And I have them at five because I think USC, Texas, Oregon, Utah... uh, I I just like them better, to be honest with you. Oklahoma going from the Big 12 to the SEC, they had a really, really shit season as it relates to Oklahoma football last year. Yeah, but that's the standard, and I think that's why people are so upset. Is because the standard is good, and they weren't great also no lincoln riley caleb williams yeah. left spencer rattler left i'm, Bas- I'm just basketball's basketball's on a better trajectory though i mean the basketball team i just need to see what they are this season before i could move them above four teams that i i can confidently say i think will have better seasons yeah but but the, then what are we are is this power rankings is this for football because if this is for football yeah, power this, is, rankings, this is just football this is just football when did we decide that this is i, I it, this is just football. What? This is just This is football. about realignment. This is about conference realignment. They're playing in basketball, too. You can, you can argue mine, mine are strictly for football. But you do, wait, no, 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 it's not. Because you literally just said for the reason for Oregon was the brand. Yeah, the brand of Oregon football. The brand of Oregon. The Nike. The swoosh. Yeah, That's the, the brand the of Oregon. It's not just their football team. You're talking X's and O's here. The, I'm not talking just X's and O's. I preface it the, the, the entire start of it. Oregon. Or what I leave off on Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma at five, Washington at six, going from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. I think in terms of the expectations, you brought it up and you brought it up in the past. Um, I I think this is a team that might be a little underwhelming, um, but in terms of what they bring to a new conference, again, I think Washington football has a brand there. Um, so I've got them there. UCLA is not a team that I actually had yeah, on was, my that's list. UCF. You had, yeah, so which I had is crazy to me. I had UCF, and the reason I have UCF uh, at seven is again looking at what this program has done. We just talked with Adam about it. This is a program that has been constantly on the up and up for a long time now, and this is a program that a few years ago was undefeated and claimed themselves to be okay, national Adam, champions. All due respect against Panera Bread University. That's fine. You can you can claim them to be Panera Bread. University, um, but they played a hell of a game that season against LSU and Joe Burrow and that team. I think um, that one still has UCLA on it, Leo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, never mind. Okay. Well, yeah. UCF uh, is number seven for 
me. Uh, and then moving on, I have Cincinnati at number eight. This is a team that was in the college football playoff not too long ago. Uh, so I have them there. The reason I have them a little bit lower than a team that maybe uh, just is coming off a, a college football playoff uh, appearance not too long ago is because they did lose a longtime head coach in Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. Uh, so I think that definitely hurts. And then you don't know really with the trajectory of this program, specifically at the quarterback position. Uh, and this will be Emory Jones final season. So you don't really know where they're going from there. After that, I have Arizona state at number nine in terms of the current roster. Uh, I have it below obviously UCF in Cincinnati. Uh, but I think the trajectory of the program with Kenny Dillingham, the recruits, specifically what they're doing in Texas, uh, I think that definitely makes a case for them to be in the top 10. And the reason I have them above Arizona uh, is simply because if you look at the last handful of seasons, Arizona State has dominated, dominated them uh, time and again. I have Arizona at 10. I like what Jed Fish is doing. I like specifically what they're doing in terms of recruiting. Right now, they have the best recruiting class uh, for next season in terms of the Big 12. Uh, but specifically because this is a program that hasn't done too much as of late, that is why I have them and at number UCF. 10. Yay. There we go. We've got UCF 7, Cincinnati 8, Arizona State 9, Arizona 10. Okay, so I've... When you said realignment rankings, I thought you were just talking about the appeal of the school going to the conference. So that's what I, that's what that's how I took it. Um, and this is what mine is. Uh, Texas number one. You talk about a big brand. You talk about a big brand of football. It's Texas football. Um, USC has had years where they've kind of teetered off. Texas is Texas is back, right? Everybody, Texas is back. Sean. Welcome, baby. Yeah, um, yeah. Texas is a bigger brand. Uh, it, it's they're, and they're going to the SEC. Like I, I think that just adds so much more than USC. But USC adds a ton to the Big Ten, and that's why they're second. Oregon, the brand three. Um, and as I said, I took this as just appeal overall. So that, that's why they're above Oklahoma for me. But Oklahoma is one hundred percent above Utah. Utah has a great football program over the last couple of years, but the the program the prestige of Oklahoma football is much higher than than Utah's and then you not having UCLA UCLA on this is asinine to me I think that's just crazy I mean it, it was so asinine that Sean made the graphic yeah. with UCLA UCLA is one of the biggest brands in college sports like it, it, I, 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 it blows my mind and same with with Houston not having Houston on this yeah. is, is nuts too so they're at eight for me Washington's at seven um, and then same bottom two as you, ASU and Arizona didn't include UCF or Cincinnati because they are not a prestigious football program. So I don't think they I, I, I don't know if you could call them non-prestigious football programs over what they've done in the last few years. They're more over the last five years. They've done way more than UCLA. And that's not close. Tell me I'm wrong. You're, you're fucking wrong. In football, in football. In football. Yeah, you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. When was the last time UCLA was in the college football playoff? <laughs> I'm just asking. Never. They've you never been in the college football playoff. Let's, when was the last time UCLA went undefeated? Let's, let's do some. Um, let's do some definitions, Anthony. Let's do some damn definitions. I said as of late over the last couple. Yeah, this isn't as of late. I, I'm telling this you. Is, this is this they, is they, appeal. They, this, in terms that's why I said prestige. Football, that's in why I said the word prestige. Football. That's why I use the word prestige. In terms of football, UCLA hasn't done anything in the last five years. To make me believe that they are going to be a good program in the Big Ten. They're going to get smacked in the Big Ten. And I don't think they bring a whole lot. I don't think they're going to get smacked. I don't think, I don't think without USC, they go to the Big Ten. Yeah. 
disagree the, well this is just what happens when you don't have rules on we, we rank these completely different you were you were power ranking the schools in terms of how they're going to perform next year and that's not what i took it as no so. next year what they've done in the past and where they're going i i, I laid that out i feel like pretty clearly yeah. at the start of that no, you didn't. I, I did not i did not did i not specify that before i did the power rankings not before i submitted mine <laughs> we just had different ones and that's okay um, but yeah, I just think overall UCLA is a more attractive school to bring in. Like it just, that's just me like way more attractive than UCF and Cincinnati. Okay. And that's why they're getting more money from the big 10. That is your opinion. You are totally entitled to it guys. Uh, but an opinion that we all hold here is that burrito express is the best place for burritos, whether that be breakfast, lunchtime, even if you want to snag one around lunchtime and have burrito it for dinner. Burrito, burrito express is UCLA. Del Taco is UCF. That's just not true. I just disagree with that entirely. But Burrito Express is top tier, guys. And they've got locations all over the valley. So go check them out. And on August 19th, their Tempe location is going to host a meet and greet from 1030 to noon featuring Jalen Conyers, Elijah Badger, and the Borgays. There's free stickers for the first 25 people to come through. And they're trying to make this a, a really big event. So go check it out, guys, and grab a burrito and follow Burrito Express on Twitter at Burrito EXP. August 19th is, that's, dude, I'm so bad with days. What day is that? August 19th? Wednesday, Thursday. I think it's Saturday. It's Saturday? this Saturday. This Saturday. Go out there this Saturday. That's like one of, that's like one of my crippling, like. Days? No, it's one of my, I, I can't do it. I can't count for days really bad. I can count the money I have in my BetMGM account though. That's good. Guys, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, what are we doing? Sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code PHNX as a few different offers, depending on where you live, before our Arizona audience plays your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Guys, BetMGM is the best place to take in all of your bets for football season. Um, and you can you can get futures. Hey, can I can I be honest? Place a future on a Heisman winner. If you say Jaden Daniels. I'm no, 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 no. Okay. There's not that great value. He's the second shortest odds. Really? Yeah. That's pretty it's wild. crazy. Shout out Jaden Daniels. I hope, he, I hope he wins it. That'd be really fun. Um, no, guess who? It's a pretty fun one. Pretty good odds. He's about, I think he's like top six shortest odds. Top six. I placed a $20 bonus bet that I got back after losing an MLB bet on. Cam Rising? Not Cam Rising. Is that a Pac-12 quarterback? It is not a Pac-12 quarterback. It is a ACC quarterback. It's, it's not Drake May. No, ew. I don't know. Jordan Travis. Oh, okay. Woo! That is fun. That is fun. Yeah. Um, and I did that on BetMGM, which you can too. Guys, as I said, use that bonus code PHNX. Get your $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet offer loses. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to me talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Ontario. I what? What are you pointing at me? You for? just uh, you were right. I, okay. You said college football. It's all good. It's all good. Um, guys, guess what? Arizona State still has fall camp. We're 16 days away from kickoff for the Sun Devils. Kenny Dillingham, uh, first year at the helm for ASU. You were out at practice this morning. I was. What'd you see? Um, the sun. I was just staring at the sun. You're just staring time. at the sun the entire yeah. time. Yeah. 
That's I can't see. That's bold of you. No, um, I saw much cleaner practice. They were they were doing the same cadences, same okay. track counts and stuff, and a lot less false starts. Um, you know, there was there were some there were some definitely really cool moments. There were some moments that weren't as hot. I think the quarterback still struggled today, uh, and yeah, it's it's. I wasn't like thoroughly impressed, but it was from what I understand, it was a much bigger step up from yesterday. And also, Chase, yes, Burrito Express closes at three. You have twenty-five minutes and twenty seconds to get all ass. Definitely get there, but do uh, it at the legal speed. Yeah, um, make haste slowly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was a, overall. I, I would say it was a good practice, though. Uh, the offense was a lot better and. Yeah, I, I'm just really excited for the season to start, man. The young DBs, I, I know you've been on them really since uh, Camp Tontazona, Keith Abney, um, JoJo, and Montana Warren before he got hurt. Uh, what was, I know you spoke to Keith Abney a little bit today, uh-huh. too. What, just in terms of what he brought to the table, did you see? So, well, first of all, Keith Abney has turned into, well, this guy's making some plays, too. I could see him getting serious reps in games this year. Like, really? serious playing time. Um, I right now I have him at probably the fourth or th- probably fourth quarter on the depth chart. Wow. I would say maybe f- well now uh, fifth. I would say it just depends on where Jordan Clark's going to play. Um, yeah, he had the first the first really great play he made in practice. He was they were doing one on ones. Um, it was just a go ball from or EK was running a go route and the ball was slightly underthrown, but I mean Keith was sh- strapped yeah. on EK the entire route and he basket caught an interception it was beautiful uh jumping it, it was great and then the second play was in seven on sevens just a really good another really good read i think it was another go route um and just took advantage of not the best ball uh but yeah he's he's just is a he he's he's playing past what his experience is um and he's also a guy that said he gained 15 pounds so um just like uh, Josiah, who said he gained like 25. Like these guys are just bulking up, and he looks all the part of a Division One corner. Yeah, it's super exciting to see uh, just some of these freshmen, just even what they were able to accomplish in the spring uh, to now. And we obviously talked to, to Keith when he committed a while back, and, and to see him now really take his place as a freshman defensive back and do it. Um, I mean, doing it so well and, and doing it in a position group that I feel like does have so many talented guys. Uh, but Keith Abney is not the only defensive back that, that's made some noise in camp. Not just Roe Torrance, uh, just not Chris Edmonds, not Jordan Clark. These guys have all had phenomenal camps, but Kenny made it a point to call out one cornerback in particular, Ed Woods, today. Uh, this is what Kenny had to say on Ed Woods. A corner that has had an unbelievable camp, Ed Woods. Ed Woods, he's a different person. Like his mindset, he's a different person. He comes out every day with a smile on his face now, right, ready to work. And that's somebody that, like, I, I could put in the foxhole with, and I feel great. I feel great having Ed Woods on our, on our team. I feel great having Ed Woods on the field, right, because that dude cares. He does care. He is intense, and he is rangy, dude. He is long. Ed? Yeah. Uh, and I've never seen somebody throw a dodgeball harder than he does. It's, it was the scariest thing ever. I think he played baseball in high school. Um, but yeah, he he has been a complete standout, especially these last two weeks. I mean, it's just strap city. Like he is, he's been awesome in camp. And that's going to be huge. I mean, this is obviously a, a position where depth is so 
so important. And last year, depth was non-existent. Yeah. And now you've got a point where I feel personally, I feel most comfortable with the secondary. Uh, honestly, outside of the receivers, I would argue that the defensive backs, uh, probably the, the second deepest group on this roster. Uh, and there's just so many guys, especially if you're including safeties with, with Chris Edmonds, uh, Xavier Alford, if he gets his waiver cleared, Jamari Simons. Uh, there's just Simmons. Just There's so much depth at that position. So to have coach call out a guy like Ed Woods when there's a secondary of Jordan Clark and Roe Torrance and Xavier Alford, I, I think does speak real volume to what he is doing uh, on the field and doing it in a new defense, right? That's just a, a reminder that these guys haven't really worked with Brian Ward's defense before now, uh, except some of the guys that did come over from yeah. Washington State. Uh, there was a question earlier about Kenny's outfit yeah. for the day. Yes, uh, Bobby says, what color are Dilly's clothes? Well, I made sure to ask him about it because they were gray yesterday. They're gray again today, as you saw in the picture or in the video, and I asked him about it. So we'll go ahead and hear what he had to say. No, I actually, I actually came back from uh, Camp T, and my yellow hoodie was still being washed or something before practice, so I went to the next hoodie. All right, so I really don't care what I wear. Like they asked me about jerseys, and I'm like, I don't care. We'll ask the players. Like I have no swag, I have no drip, I don't care about any of that stuff. None of it matters to me. I'll wear the same thing every day, ever if I could. Right, so none of that stuff matters to me. As long as you don't stink, Kenny. As long as you don't stink, I'm okay with that. So, yeah, I asked him if there was any reason why he's not wearing yellow anymore, and the simple fact was it was just being washed. Um, so there, there you go. A hard-hitting Big J journalism um, that we do at PH next year. I love Kenny, dude. He he really he, – he gives it to you how, like he, – he's not trying to hide anything, I feel like. Like he's, he's going to tell you what's on his mind. This isn't theater either. Like he's not just acting. This is how he is. Like, yeah. Off camera, like he's I'll ask him a question. He's just as fired same. up. I'm like, dog, like I'm, did, I'm not filming this. What are you doing? Yeah, no, you're <laughs> just you're, you're super excited. Right. Just a right. genuinely awesome, high energy guy. And you can look at it like some people are saying and say he's too energetic. The U of A fans love complaining about how he's like, like, like how he got emotional in the press conference and how they think it's theater and and they he lost me when he you know started talking about this and that. just. It, you, to, you might be used to politics and coaches that have burned you, Kevin Sumlin, but <laughs> Kenny Dillingham is unapologetically himself. Like yeah. that is this is who he is. He's not faking anything. And he cares. He cares yeah. a hell of a lot. We do have one more soundbite that I want to get to. But before we do that, guys, I want to tell you about our friends over at FOCO. They've got the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Not to mention it is still technically baseball season so they've got aloha shirts straw hats uh, polos bags everything you need for a ball game and if you see just about anything in this studio it's pretty much from foco because they know what they're doing guys uh they donated a bunch of just awesome pieces for our sets foco always has our back for arizona sports and they have yours too. get the best gear around by visiting www.foco.com and using code phnx for all non-presale items use that promo code phnx for 10 percent off um yeah and <laughs> we're not talking about coach fight night i've said it before i want to do it so <laughs> bad but i don't think we can um, that would be that would be really fun. Coach Fight Night. Coach Fight Night would be awesome. I've got to bring this up again. Have you watched Animal Fight Night yet? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh my god. I think it's on Netflix still. It's literally just animals fighting each other in the wild. It's so good. It's like it's like Planet Earth, but the animals, they're all they're all always fighting. Mm. Yeah. 
That's that's why I saw giraffes fight for the first time. Wow. You ever seen giraffes fight? Yeah, they just yeah, they're just throwing each other's necks at each other. Whoa, 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 as he, I think he's going to run and get a burrito. Uh, Clint, to answer your question way earlier, yeah, we do still have uh, some some awesome events that we're going to be doing for game days. So be on the lookout for that uh, over at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. And Shane did it. We've got the burrito box here. This is what Burrito Express does. They give you greatness in a box. Okay. What burritos do we still have? Do we have any burritos left in here? Yeah, there's a ton. Is there a ton left? I was like six. Okay, that's enough to continue to eat and for me to not feel bad about it. Guys, Burrito Express, check them out. Seriously, we are not joking when we tell you that Burrito Express has the best burritos. I know there was someone in the chat earlier talking about they close at three. Really, they do. Yes. Can you scroll up to that comment? But Burrito Express, guys, they're, it's just fine time. Fine time because they do have locations just about everywhere. Yeah, Chase says that's totally disappointing since flying into AZ for the game on the 31st and I've never had it. Chase, we might... It depends on what we're doing for that game, but I might be able to save you one. You might be able to snag chase a burrito. Yeah. Or so like, nice are you only, are you literally only here for the game, and then you're flying out at night again? Like, go. I mean, that would morning. be pretty intense. Would be but, pretty, for to see Southern Utah. Yeah, no, you're right. Hey, man, that's a fan. That's an absolute yeah. fan. We, right we need more of those, um, guys. Before we get out of here, girls, I, this this would have been great for a motivational Monday, but it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, isn't it? And we've got just when I saw this, it got me juiced up. And there are a lot of Kenny quotes that make me at least want to run through a wall. Mm -hmm. Kenny's a passionate dude, and he was asked about that passion and, and what drives him. And I think his answer might fire you guys up. Well, one, I like to win. I hate losing, right? And that doesn't mean, like, if we lose, it's it's not okay, but it is. I just care that we give effort. I hate people who just concede defeat in anything, like fight. If I go and play basketball, I don't want to play for somebody who's just as talented as me. I'm trying to be on the team that sucks and win. Like, that's what drives me. Not being on the team that's good and beat the team we're better than. I want to be on the team that has to crawl and scratch and fight and compete and scrap to win the game. And I want to play and 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 play till we win. Like, that's what motivates me. That's how I'm driven. That's how I've always been. It's not fun beating somebody you're better than, right? It's necessary because you should just be your very best. What's competitive is when you rise up to those occasions. And you can only do that if you're prepared for adversity. If you're okay with saying, man, I'm going to give it my all and fail. But so many people are scared to fail nowadays that when they face adversity, they give up before they allow themselves to fail because they're too scared to fail. It's okay to fail as long as you respond. And that's what these last two days have been about. That's what about four of our practices in camp have been about. It's about you're going to fail, respond. Again, this isn't coach speak. This is life advice that he gives his players all the time. It's it's so, so awesome. And it's true. There are, there are so many people that struggle with like anxiety and mental health and just like being scared to fail before they try things like crumbling or, or, or crawling into a ball, curling up into a ball and just saying, I know I'm, I'm worried about this and I don't want to even try because I'm scared of the results of failing. 
And that is so awesome that he acknowledges the mental side of things. And I, I know a lot of coaches do, but it, it, it is just, he's just so damn passionate about what he's doing. And it, and it totally translates. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a guy that, that shows up to work every single day and wants to be the best version of himself possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's really instilling that in his players, which is something that we haven't seen in quite some time for Arizona State. Guys, that is going to... Oh, no, it's not. What? There are a couple more things. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You've got your... So, first of all, there I do want to bring up in relation to... <laughs> Bobby says he tested positive for being the realist. Yeah, yeah he did. Um, Kenny, after a touchdown, I tweeted this out in the final team session... Uh, it was so fired up when they scored because it just felt like they broke through like the how bad they've been offensively, especially after the last practice. And he was he kept saying, the plays don't matter, effort matters. But he was screaming. He was screaming. And expl- he was he was on one today. And and he gives so much effort he does. and just talking and being a coach it's it's so fucking refreshing man it is so refreshing um but yeah that plays don't matter effort matters plays don't matter effort matters is what he keep, kept on saying um another standout from practice today i hate the goal line fade but troy omir showed why he is a goal line fade target um he's back to wearing number nine Yes. Um, by the way, I think that was just a tribute to Jake Smith that one day. He looked good in three, he though. Did look three, three. three was but, just good. Yeah, I think JC was guarding him, and there was definitely a size advantage there. Pretty good ball. I forget who threw it, but just seeing him go up and get it. It was one of those goal line fades where you go up so high that your center of gravity gets turned, and you land on your back. And I was like, ooh, but he was fine. Um, yeah, it was a great play. So seeing Troy Amir do that was great. Um, there's one other thing. There's one other thing, and this is probably the best thing of the day. Got you juiced up. Best news of the week, best news of the year, best news of the millennia, oh, goodness. I might go say. Guys, we got a tweet for you. What's it say, Shana? Our friend down in Tucson, Justin, talked to the one, the only, my commissioner, Brett Yormark, and he said he mentioned Las Vegas as an enticing place for future athletic events. God, I would be so excited if the Big 12 basketball tournament was in... Even if it's just media day, one of those. If you could only pick one. The basketball tournament is not even close. Okay. So you'd rather have out of the media day basketball tournament and the football championship? Yeah. Because all of those are one day. The basketball tournament is multiple days. So basketball tournament. Yeah. I won't yeah. be there longer. Basketball. I know how people say 48 hours is the best time to go in Vegas. No. The basketball tournament is so damn fun. I get 48 hours as being the turnaround. You can only spend two day, two nights in Vegas. I get it. Three nights. Three nights is where it's at. Because the first night, just relax. Have a little fun. And then maybe the last night when you're out of cash. Or if you want some. If you're out of cash, you got to do what Dilly says. When you fail, you got to respond. Well, It's okay to fail, but respond. Well, Don't respond by going to the ATM. Maybe respond in different ways. Yeah, I don't know how you do it in Vegas, yeah. but respond. Yeah. All right, guys. That is going to do it for that, today's show. It's not going to do show. it. It's not going to do it? I'm just kidding. God, damn it, Shane. Guys. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore son of us. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Toach. You can follow Shane at Shane Deef. Uh Just itching to go to Vegas weeks after I've been, as always. And Bobby is asking for some likes, as he does every single day, guys. There's Bobby. 20, 27 of you, 29 of you now here. Only 14 likes. Just hit that like button, Bobby Hurley. He's asking so nicely. He's not only asking you, but he's asking asking the, uh, the Big 12 commissioner to have the basketball tournament in Las Vegas. So... Leave a like, and we will see you guys back here, same time, same place, 2 p.m. on Hump Day. But for now, guys, peace.